you accepted to be on my podcast. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah. I'm honored. So I don't know why me, but it's an honor. <laughs> usually I let people introduce themselves. Yeah. So that I don't get their titles, their names, everything. What they do. Okay. So I'll let you introduce All right. Uh, my name is Carol Isuchendilima, CEO, Skillsphere, MIDEA, and Think Inc. Passionate youth mentor, former basketballer, mm. former team manager, yeah, serial entrepreneur. You stop playing basketball? I will never stop playing basketball. I'm still playing basketball, just not competitive. Yes. A1 challenge. Yes. A1 challenge player and then team manager. Oh, A1 challenge. Yes. Yeah. Are you, do you also manage FIBA, the national team? Do you have a Oh, I was former team manager for the Gazelles. Yeah, so I traveled with them to, for the previous Afro Basket. So it's nice to see that journey, last Afro Basket, and then I'm also here for this Afro Basket. Yeah. How is that experience like? Yeah, just take us through basketball. It's um first of all to to be the team manager of the Gazelles, the previous Afro Basket, and seeing the journey in um, how they played in Cameroon and now in Kigali. I think I said this to uh, Tuka and Kabura the other day that we have come a long way. It's it's it's, it's nice to see. It's been an amazing journey. We have grown. In the game of basketball, um, the talent, even not just Uganda, but um, the talent all around women's basketball has stepped up. There's, there's, there's something in the air, and um, I love to see it. So, talking about the Gazelle, the players we, that are now hitting headlines and doing serious things were very young, raw players a couple of years. And um, it's good to see now that this is their time. This is the next gen time, and they're doing serious business. So usually I see, like the silver marks, right? The, yeah. The, the players are not young. That's yeah. But the, 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 the Gazelles are beating. Yeah. How is that? How come? Because then we are sourcing for no talent in the, the women. Well, in regards to the recruitment process this time, I'm not, I'm not too sure who was behind it. But whoever was, and the I, I'm happy. I'm happy for it because yeah. I think this also should apply to both, not just to the gazelles. Again, when we went for Afro Basket, I think as with Ahabwe Albert, he was the silver box manager. I was the gazelles, and um, we in, we had this conversation in Tunisia, and we said if we got the young upcoming um players and groomed them for five years the fires of this world they would be the ones playing afro basket now and um we keep those young players to keep consistently gelling and playing together that afro basket when um, you enter the bus to go to the stadium you find a magazine on your seat that has profiles of the players of the different countries I kid you not, Uganda had the oldest players. And the teams we faced off, Nigeria, all the other teams, the age group was between 19 and 25. I've also seen the London team here, it's very, I don't know, I've not seen the ages, but 
They are young. They are young. And um, I think that's the way to go. First of all, we need to understand that this is their time. It really is the next generation's time. Um, we There are a lot of things that come into play. Facilities, one. Um, nutrition. We are not a beefed up. Use, we, in this tournament, we are the youngest and um, the smallest team. I'm sure you've seen yes. But if you check their ages, you'll find that their ages are the same as ours. But many things come into play, like I've said. The facilities, their conditioning, their nutrition. We don't have nutritionists in Uganda but who guide our team. team mm -hmm. Solutions have not been presented. They have. The question is, have they been executed or implemented? These suggestions have been there for years. Yeah, but there's some things you have no control over. But again, back to facilities. Look, look at where we are right now. To get to this point, you are motivating people to enjoy the game of basketball and actually, actually play it. The return on investment from just this facility can tell you that this is going to grow the game of basketball. Yesterday I had a chance to play pickup basketball with Ugandans at a community court. Yes. And I was wowed by the fact that we found 190 to 100 young people on that court. When I was trying to, to find the community court. Yeah. First, by, um, so I was asking from Yanyuambo. Yeah. Still found one honor, but it's still there. It was a perfect. Exactly. Serious, yeah. Yes. And that's one of the 10 courts that FIBA has built in Kigali. So you ask yourself, why don't we have that? Uh, I'm thinking you have some some bit of <laughs> No, no. FIBA is not investing that much. You but... have to also show them that you are putting in the effort in this. Because otherwise, if it was like that, then everyone who would apply for a court would probably get it. But there are many things that come into play that you have to to show for you to get such um, opportunities. So that you're actually interested in building the game of basketball with young people. Because yesterday I spoke to the coach who was teaching those kids and I'm like, this is just amazing to see. And the Ugandans that were there for pickup said the same thing. They're like, is there any court in Uganda right now on a Monday afternoon that has a hundred kids being trained the game of basketball? And the answer is no. And, and when I spoke to the coach, he said, what you're seeing here is happening in nine others right now. Yes, my past two. Yeah. So why would we get to a point before an international tournament where we're struggling now to find players, Ugandans that play abroad, if we had that pool of players that have been groomed from an early age? We wouldn't. We would actually have so many that we can't even, it's hard to choose 12. Do you think the schools also should play fabric? Um, we don't take that much for when we're in school. Yeah. It's something. Yeah. I went to Mumineno Pueblo, so basketball was a thing, right? Yeah. They would somehow prioritize sports, but yeah. it's not something people would pay that much attention. Mm -hmm. It's just a fun thing. Yeah. To inject it too. Correct. The schools play a big role because if we're talking about grooming talent from an early age, half the time of your life you're in school. Yeah. And the other time you're on holiday. So um, I was also in Kaboja and I was scouted to play for A1 from Kaboja because A1 came to my school when I was in senior too. 
but also the fact that Sprite Nationals back then was an avenue to scout talent. No, that died. You don't have Sprite, and that was one of the... FNL died. Exactly. Yeah. but now FNL is more community and yeah, it's a mix. It contributes, right? like it contributes, but why I like the element of school is that competition of schools um, also builds the game because there's bragging rights of, you know, whether defending, okay, that time, whether Sprite National was like champs and that would be like, good, next year we have to come back stronger. We have to, and that would also entice the, the key decision makers of these schools to improve on the basketball courts. Um, before before I resigned as team manager of A1 Challenge, I had the opportunity to work with an organization called AVSI. Um, because one thing I loved about A1 Challenge was besides just playing in the league, we used sport um, to empower the youth in different capacities. We used to do outreach programs where we teach life skills, entrepreneurship, you know, to to groom a 360 degree young person. And we partnered with ABSI to use basketball as a vehicle to change the mindset of the youth in agriculture. And so, as you remember, how agriculture was taught in school, it was more of like, oh God, that boring subject. And the youth today look at agriculture as just a peasant. Agriculture is only for peasants. Yet it's actually the backbone of the country. But yet it's the backbone and you and I cannot live without food. So they were struggling with how do we change this mindset and anything to do with the youth. If there is no element of sports and entertainment, forget it. So the concept not we came up with, the concept was let's add something the youth love sport in this case we use basketball so how do we use basketball as a vehicle we run the sessions it was like six months in uh, six districts when we go and run this session it's broken down this way so a day begins from nine and ends at about six and so an hour like let's say nine to ten is a life skills session take a break, break tea, come back and do an entrepreneurship session and then do an agriculture session and then do a basketball session. But who was teaching the agriculture session? The A1 girls. Alongside AFSI, we actually went back to school like to refresh her. Why? One, they relate with us, the young people. So when we are teaching it in in the context of us, young people, they sort of get it as opposed to the blackboard style. You know how it is. Two, um, when we go to the basketball skills session, we used a Greek terms to call drills. So if there's a drill we are teaching them, we call it an Greek term to instill agriculture in them. Yeah, but also tell them that sport is what brought us together, what brings these ladies together. And... In bringing these ladies together, we also learn from each other because the team of A1 then, we had CEOs, we had bankers, we had teachers, but we were that community that helped each other when someone is looking for a job. We had HR managers take you to the person who is an HR manager in there. 
in their organization and he, he or she, I mean, she would guide you on interview questions and stuff. If you want to start your career in marketing, Carol, did, did, she has a digital marketing agency, so Carol will guide you. So we looked at it as that sphere of our team that will help you in different, that have different skill sets. So doing that for six months with AFSI was a success. Their mindset was actually changed with that whole thing of we can be as successful as these ladies Why is if we take this serious. Because after school is done, you don't have to take your brown envelope to look for a job. AFSI give you yeah. a startup seedlings and all this stuff to grow in your backyard. So when you're done with school, you can continue with this and have a, a bakery, have whatever you choose to do. Yeah. And we also had at Lugogo at the end of that project, we had an exhibition where all these different schools we had gone to for six months came to showcase the different Greek stuff they had been doing, which was brilliant. And we had some ministers coming to see. So outside Lugogo, there was a, an exhibition. And then inside, we did now a mini tournament of all the schools that we had taught basketball. And guess what? Some of these schools we went to did not have basketball courts. We built courts for continuity of the game of basketball. And so that's how you grow the game. When we went to Iganga Girls and Tororo, there was no court. Nyakasura only had uh, the markings in their dining hall. So we built an outside court too. Gayaza, we improved the court. What are we doing here? Continuity of the game. And attracting more people to the game because when they saw us doing this every weekend, there are people out there who are watching and said we want to be a part of this. So it comes back to the point I'm saying of it's a combination of many things. Facilities. People are going to have to see a lot of work being done, a lot of sprite tournaments, you know, youth projects like that to entice them to have more of those facilities in our country. I mean, what I saw yesterday, and if they're telling me it's happening in 10 other places, why wouldn't FIBA build the courts here? Yeah. It only makes sense. So what would you attribute to be the success? Because our team is quite strong right now. Yeah. What would you attribute that success to? Well, I think I'm, I'm, I'd, I'm, I'm at loss of words when it comes to this Kazel's team. The, the fact that it's a fresh breath of air. I like that we have, like I said, used the young road. That this these guys were raw before they left to the U.S. and these different places, yeah. and they've come up, come back beefed up. When I say beefed up, skill, yes. size, um, oh, this is a nutrition the right so. energy, exactly, because they're in places that have the right facilities, the right conditioning, and they are now just bringing that back here. It should be an eye-opener for the ones that are here locally. Because we should not... The whole team yeah, is based outside? Not the whole team. But 90%? Uh, not, mm, let's say 70. Give or take 60 to 70%. Are not, because this is not the same team that played the Afro-Basket qualifiers. I'm sure you know that. Yeah. yeah. This is a whole... This is a beefed-up team. And beefed-up nicely. Right? the right size, the right positions and all that. So this just goes to show us that 
these people happen to get opportunities abroad. But if we only have in Uganda what they have that side, we can compete easily. Yeah, we cannot be this so year talent. that, yes, this year we are fighting, the netballers are, are fighting to have a facility in Luwawa to use these are what sixth in the world sixth. and I watched this clip on NBS and it, it I, I was I was like something needs to change they're in camp somewhere in Tinder the chic rent and they have to wake up at 6am and drive one and a half hours to Luwawa to use a facility in Luwawa because the MTN arena is taken up by I don't know which other sport. But this is what I'm talking about. So I am in, in Tinder. We are camping in Tinder and we have to drive. The effect it has on the body, that distance, but I'm expected to perform at training. But all this is because of our facility. We don't have enough. And then even after they finish, then we also have the gazelles having to go all the way to Lugor to work out. Where are we going to Lugor? Because we do not have those facilities. Not in Tinder, not in Tinder. No. You know, I've seen the sports though, the soccer. I see a lot of tough pitches that have been set up everywhere. But I stay in Chandler when I'm Yes. They're like six of them. Yes. And they're like three. In Tinder, they're like four. Yeah. I don't see that on basketball. Is it because. And that's private, FYI. Yeah. yeah those private. are privately owned. Like, why don't the private guys. Don't we have people with interest in the center. Oh well again I don't know it's taking know. away from the fact that is this private? The BK Arena. No. If we are going to grow the game of sport, I'm not saying that private people shouldn't but it really starts with the leadership. Yes. It starts it starts with the leadership. I mean the I've seen the toughs you're talking about and I'm like wow like because people have gotten tired of waiting. Yes. And it's okay if you have your money to do that. But we need to remember that it's going to get to a point where those private, it's a business. It's we want to make money. It's not to grow the talent per se, but it's I want to put a fee for you to bet mm. so that I can make money out of it. But if we're talking about um, being able to compete and stuff and having facilities where we know National teams have unlimited time in these facilities. Now that starts with the government. Now that that the gazelles is in such a space, right? And yeah. Competing and they're making headlines everywhere. Yeah. Do you think that is going to drive in partnerships that then will drive in the money that will maybe entice the government to put up the same kind of facilities? Because I see the branding as also drastically changed. Yeah. I see social media is just buzzing up. I wake up on my timeline and all I see. Gazelles are trending. Everywhere. I hope so. You see, again, uh, the effect of digital. You know what yeah. what digital marketing does. And I think when we make, when everyone gets to make the noise, it opens eyes here and there. But that is never a guarantee that facilities are going to be built. Because at the end of the day, we have to, it comes down to things like what's the budget for sports? That is the question. When we come down to the budget for sports, there are so many sports besides basketball. What chunk goes to basketball? 
was scuba fighting hard enough to be in your condition to push? I mean, it's I, I I believe they are, but it's it's a challenge if if there's a small amount being allocated to sports. There's so much. There's only so much, and then there are so many teams. There are so many other sports that are not basketball. And this debate of why is soccer getting the most yet it's not going far will never end because they say soccer has the numbers. But you know, it's just I don't know. They know I don't know what words to use. But I just think more needs to be put in. More than just the money. Do you ever feel like because the facilities? Sports from education. Correct. I've always thought. Yeah. I, I one person focus on the sports and see the value because yeah, it's interesting because you know the big sports fan, right? Yeah. Big sports when you look around this arena, there are sports all over. Exactly. Sports and purpose it comes around to support the game. Yes. Counts, right? Because it's just coming as any other. Fan. A passionate yeah. basketballer too. Yeah. So do you think that is lacking? You don't have leadership of interest in, in the sports? I feel like, yes. Yes to that, but also understand, understanding people. There are very few that understand the business of sports. It's you bigger. It's a creative business, right? It is. It would be, so. I mean, just the BK Arena, if they could just give us a sneak peek of how much revenue. In, well, so I believe they've, they have not yet gotten the return on investment yet for building this, but in a Surprisingly, I was told, I was talking to a friendly I was an official, they told me they got the return. And I'm not surprised because if you build a facility like this, you're attracting. Exactly. Uh, I'm sure you've seen all the ads running on those on the screens and all that. I mean We have up to make advertising, right? Exactly. So all those are seeing bums on seats and are seeing potential in here and we'll pay whatever it takes to be a part of this. Now our MTN arena will not attract exactly will not attract that. So we have to we, we just have to invest in sports. The private people are going to still be there but we have to, if we want to get backing from other partners that have similar objectives, we have to first show that we are interested in growing the game. It, it starts with us to show that, but if there's nothing we're doing about it and just waiting for the league to come, go, we're going to stay at that level. And the fan base, do you feel like it should contribute more between supporting the game so that maybe the leaders wake up to noticing that there's a tension beside Where are the fans not? Why do you think they're not? The fans, exactly. I mean, we watched, you watched Afro Basket qualifiers. We are letting in people. The place is full to the brim and people are sitting on the line. Can you ever see that here? Because that's even dangerous. You can have such a terrible accident. When we're getting in, I almost suffocated, right? Exactly. Where people who are getting attacks in there and just losing their breath, like that's enough to show you this needs to stop. <laughs> it's 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 not even about the gate collections that are coming, but we need a bigger facility. The fans want have hunger for this game. How many Ugandans are here to watch the gazelles? Many, many people have invested in being in this country to support because of the love they have for the game of basketball.
people so pay. The love is there, but the honest truth is there are, there are some that have fallen off because they're like, we're not getting better. It's always the same thing. It's the same thing over and over again. Same facilities. I went to the YMCA after a long time to watch a ladies game two weeks ago. And there was no the one there was no power for the first hour. JKL and and, and and I'm like, I haven't watched basketball, local basketball in a long time. Let me go and watch. This needs this should be an interesting game. The game that was supposed to start at uh, six thirty started at what? Seven forty five eight? We're still grappling with issues of yaka and yeah. Yeah, so I don't blame some people for saying, now, nah, let me go home. I'll catch it on NBA Sports if it's showing. Yeah. And then in that same breath, these are the same people saying, if uh, we calculate how much money we've spent on entrance, but we do not know where this money goes, it's frustrating. Here, there's a lot of, you see where money is going. I mean, I, I was talking to a Randy's friend, a lady who was telling me, you guys think the BK Arena is magnificent or beautiful. Wait to see what's happening with Amahoro Stadium next door. You think this is nice? Wait for it. So I'm like, they're giving us more. There's even more coming. They are serious about it. Yeah, and have we seen our sneak peeks of Nambole? Is it any different from what was there before? So I think we need to accept that whilst we are trying, we need to have people who understand the business of sport and sport itself to get involved in this. It should not be one of those people. Huh? Be like a solution to your beautiful leadership. Because you have such a good experience, you've been a player, you've managed, you know, understand most of the issues of you, you're very exposed since you've been managing you've been traveling with the team so you've seen it all from all these other countries did you feel like you're best suited well all for leadership and um in a different way yeah. i've worked with fuba before i've worked with the national team i mean i've had my time with them there and um he asked me a question why haven't these solutions been given and i said they have and if 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 it's not working in your favor in that way, or maybe if some of these things are not being heard, you find different ways to contribute to the growth of the game of basketball, and that is why I started Skillsphere. So Skillsphere is it's 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 more than basketball. It's one. It's a youth empowerment organization that is supposed to nurture a three sixty degree youth. Where where is it Skillsphere? We're talking sports. Um, empowering or nurturing a youth around sport, entrepreneurship, financial literacy, mental well-being, all those combined. Because what we don't have, we have academies that are coming up. I'm sure you've seen so many players now have academies here and there. We have players in the league that have no career readiness or work skills. It has been basketball, basketball, basketball. But what happens when you mess up your knee and you can't play again? That, that means took me off sports when I was in college. You, you, it was rugby. You had to get messed up. Then your parents had to teach you, and it was expensive. So I was like, besides that, we have a huge percentage of players who have decided this is all I'm doing as basketball because now 
um, the likes of City Oil and teams in the league that have sponsors are actually paying salaries to players. So take a scenario of you're a player, you're a salaried player, you know, I'm getting paid by City Oil. I do not need a job. I can just do this. Just play basketball. But what happens when you get that injury. injury and your basketball career is dead? Can you actually get a job? Do you have the entrepreneurial skills to start something of your own? Can you work somewhere? My research and my time in basketball showed me that a huge percentage depends on Just that, on the game of basketball. 78% of our population are under 30. Uh, yeah. The number of jobs versus the number of people graduating <laughs> do not match. So while sport is good and you can actually make good money from it, you need to have other skills. Yeah. You're not going to be a superstar forever. But if you have entrepreneurial skills and your time with basketball is done, you can still use those skills to start something around something around the game of basketball to carry on the game of basketball, training and all that stuff. But if you don't have an entrepreneurial mindset, it's going to die. I, I could name, I mean, I, I don't want to, name, to put names here, but we have some very key players that started academies and they're not there now. Ask yourself, why? Yeah. This is what I'm talking about. You know the game of basketball, but do you know the entrepreneurial side so of running the business? No, we do not. So, skills fear in this case is nurturing young people from a young age. You see, I've been talking about groom the young people. Let's not aim to win the championship today, but let's aim for the next five years. Let's think further. Right? We think further. That's as, that's what I was telling you. The conversation I have I had with uh, Ahabwe Albert in Tunisia, that if we just start young now, we're not aiming to win the Afro basket in Tunisia, but we're aiming for the next one. And we had groomed those players and stuck with those for five years. I am 200% sure we would have crazy results. The team we have now with the Gazelles, if they stuck together for the next five years, we'll be champs. We are already giving Senegal 11 time champs hard time, and they've only gelled for three weeks. So what about five years? So if we use that same concept... Are you saying they're not going to be together? They're I'm not saying they're not going to be together. I'm just saying the way the Uganda, the way we've been doing it for the past couple of years mm -hmm. is either weeks before the tournament... We panel beat and just... Exactly. And then patch up and blue. That's not how the other teams do it. I've, I've, I've been seeing players here that I saw in Afrobasket in, in Cameroon. They've stayed together for years. And that is why the, chemi the, city. Exactly, <laughs> the chemistry is definitely going to be there. So I'm not saying what they did was wrong. I mean, we had to beef up, which was brilliant. But now we have to start grooming players. And I think this applies to not just basketball, every sport. Other countries stay with the same national teams for years. And well. They are grooming the young ones. The skills fears of this world are grooming these four-year-olds, five, six, seven, to come and enter here. Has four year old. I can, I can skills fear starts from three to 25. Okay. 
Because if you instill skill from that young age, exactly. It's, it, there's even a, a verse in the Bible, train up a child the way you want to see them, and they'll not depart from that. Like, you have to start it. You're not going to tell a 30-year-old now what to do. Even entrepreneurship, teaching someone now. But with, I just completed a summer camp before I came here for four weeks of kids between 3 to 18. And when I gave the, when I gave the parents, um, the program of what we're going to do and they saw financial literacy, they said, how are you going to teach my five year old about financial literacy? I said, wait, watch, teaching them the aspects of money, piggy bank. The money is they give you seven box tooth. You know, you've lost a tooth. So you have to instill it now. And I have videos to show that these kids learned it. I used a concept of teaching them about money with cartoons, with a cartoon series that talks about save, spend, donate, invest, and they got it. And I asked questions after cartoon series, short, 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 four minutes, because remember the attention span of these kids. And at the end of this, uh, at the end of this um, camp, they presented, and their parents were there to watch, and their parents were oh, blown away. My, the summer camp was four weeks, because summer is the longest holiday for the international students. Sorry. Yeah, so we'd also have for the UNEB curriculum, their long holidays, December. So we'll have many of these camps. But for me, the idea is still contribute to the growth of the game of basketball, but through starting it young. And not just basketball, a sphere of skills. Because at the camp, we did basketball, soccer, skating, and then add, added entrepreneurship, financial literacy, mental well-being. Because... Mental well-being is also very... Exactly. Yeah, because if you have a 360 young person that has all these key aspects, they are going to succeed. That if you mess up your knee in any sport, you still have the skills of starting something, entrepreneurship, you still know how to manage money, all those which are needed. You're not going to be young forever. And neither are you going to play basketball or soccer for the rest of your life. How many key athletes have you heard of? Even in soccer, I read all these stories. This guy was a superstar, but where is he now? In a heart somewhere? Not even, a, okay, in like a small so much money. depression. One, one, one mess up is enough to end that. And they're doing all these fundraising, let us fundraise for so and so, for, you know, for food. And it's very depressing, right? For someone to be a bad who can they go back to zero. So the, the thing there is, uh, when we're growing up, right? Our parents had some mistrust with sports. Yeah. So they would intentionally stand on your talent because they didn't see the future there. It was mm -hmm. hard for our parents to accept that yeah. your chances of becoming a successful soccer player what? Okay, maybe now it makes sense. Mbappe is a getting crazy. Pepper is doing to do what they plan. Steph Curry is a very rich people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But that was the thing. They're like, no, go do your education and yeah. stick to that. Yeah. Nothing like sports or go do basketball. Because now that was the thing to me. Mm. And that was like, oh, no, what are you going to do with basketball? Go get my degree. Go get a job. I'll in fact achieve a job. And that is it. So you just have to do the things because your parents have to do it. Correct. You don't trust the sport. What are your opinions on some of those? Very true. I mean, things have changed. Yeah. 
when I had when I just joined the league so many years ago because I scouted in 2012 2013 could count the number of teams then that were actually sponsored I think there were not even three um I still think that time it was City Oil was still down it was Power was DMARC Power yeah. and then Warriors was sponsored by um so they were not even by the time we can't even they were not yeah. they were not even more than five um sport has grown that basketball has grown that it has attracted the crowds and seeing events like Friday night lights and the league with huge numbers has attracted sponsors sponsors also want a return on investment and so they are going to go where they can see that they, there is an there is an audience for them to invest their money, so that the sport has actually grown and attracted. I mean, that time we were sponsored by Airtel, NPN, and Airtel. It's unfortunate. They fell out. They no longer come into the big guns. Exactly. Um, but what that meant is that means when we have more sponsors coming in to sponsor different teams, it means the players are benefiting from this because if your team is sponsored that means salaries there's money and all there's all this well-being they can afford nutritionists they can now afford all yeah. that yeah. and now you're also being rewarded for your skill before our parents looked at it as and then what so you play and then what you're not even getting anything out of you just go and study but now when it has started growing i mean even the local basket local soccer clubs there's now money. There's money. People yeah. are in KCCA is crazy. KCCA, yeah. Like there's now investment in it and people are actually surviving of their skills. So it has changed from a couple of years. And I mean, it's growing and growing. We're not yet there, but there is progress. And the business side of it is also people have gotten involved in being agents and there's now a skill set that we are selling people abroad and getting money uganda is talented extremely talented not just basketball sports i mean look at our athletes we have world champs gold. we have golds back to back so the fact that that is growing now parents are also starting to realize that hey my child could be the next so and so and so they are seeing it now and there is nothing as beautiful as seeing your child representing the country. I agree. Like so do you think this the is parent here is trying to answer as well? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. We are many that are doing it in a different context. We may have failed to do it with the Federation, but we are still doing it in a different way. Mavita, who is a coach, the female coach of the Gazelles, she's sitting here, she's in, in, in Kigali today and she's she also runs score beyond which is, again, a youth empowerment organization that is empowering young girls and youth to score beyond. The game of basketball, and in all this, we are recruiting and seeing talent that can still be passed on to the federation to improve the game of basketball. We are not going to hold on to these talents. Our job is to skill, hand over. Them shine. Because you're, you're, they, they'll keep growing. We're not going to stay with these same people. We skill you, we groom you, please go. Skill, groom, handover. 
go and fly. Fly with the skills you've gotten from here. So I think the federation, the federations need to partner with like-minded people because collaborations over competition. If we work together, the impact is bigger. I hear you. Um, I've been parents need to also be guided. I've been speaking to parents who are telling me, oh, now I've taken my child to here in Munyonyo, we don't have a place um, to take our kids. Carol, Fast Sports Fusion is far away. Driving from Munyonyo to Fast Sports Fusion every day is honestly. Um, but now I saw a private court close by and I took my child there and I found a guy who says he's a basketball coach, so now I've signed up my child. I'm like, what's the name of this coach? We need to be able to have a platform where you can actually go and search if this is a certified coach. Because when I picked up the phone to call my people in FUBA, do you know this guy? No one knows this person. We need to understand that, yes, if academy is running here in Kigali, you can't just wake up and start an academy. You have to be a certified coach. Yeah. You don't just say you're a coach of, yeah, like let us let us get our stuff together because some of these people are doing it to get their quick buck. We understand that everyone wants to make money, but can we make money in a professional way? Can we have, I like that FUBA is doing a lot of coaching clinics. It's brilliant. But they also need to start getting involved in, is this academy registered? Who are the people behind it? The they, we all have to be affiliated yeah. to the federation. Yeah. Like we can't not know a random coach who's teaching kids and is going to wake up and leave. This is why parents will say, ah, now this guy had grown with my child and now he has disappeared. This is why I did want to sign up my kid. Can you blame them? Because there's no structure. I should be able to go to a site and say, I stay in Munyonyo. Like when you travel, you see, you search courts near me. And it will pop up coaches, the courts, and then coaches and their profiles. Do we have that? Sorry, first of all, uh, let's go into the technical bits of the team. What do you think is missing with others as team? Technicality, skills, um, your experience so far with the games you've watched. Yeah. yeah just give me an analysis of So, and the women's team in general. I'll also ask you what your favorite if you're not Uganda. Yeah. So that's a very tough question because to be honest, the Gazelle's team for this Afro basket has blown me away. From a person who watched last Afro basket as the team manager and then this one. Um I'm happy. Like whatever the result, this is this has just showed me hope is there like you feel like if all these things you're mentioning... I just put together yeah. because the things I've talked about have even nothing to do with them. They have played their part. The first game with Mali, you could clearly yeah. see nerves. Understandably, nerves. They were still uh, a bit nervous and shaky here and there. And they, we had a few players that stood out and came and played. Asinde, I mean Otto, but majority were still getting into okay are we here we're here it was uh, and then of course there's the issue that everyone was saying the rotation and all that yeah. let me tell you it's not easy being a coach 
<laughs> it's tough. People are complaining, but I think it's until you get into their shoes to understand that they also have strategies sure. that they've sat down and drawn up. We have to respect their decisions. Um, so for me, I can never fault a coach because sometimes they sit down. When you see a coaching staff of more than three, four people, <laughs> it's not a decision that has been made by one. They have sat on a round table to draw up a strategy. Sometimes as a coach you draw up a strategy, it will backfire on you, not because of your strategy, but because of things like nerves, things like a team hasn't gelled enough for a couple of weeks. We can't, the chemistry can't just come with weeks. It will be there, but it won't be like the other teams that have gelled. So you're trying your best to, you know, pick out the small things here and try and merge them. But either way, um, to answer you, I feel like this is such a solid team. We lost a very good guard. I keep forgetting her name, who got injured the very first yeah. training. I, I didn't get to watch her play, but I just heard she is brilliant, as a brilliant point guard. And to see that uh, Bavaria is not a PG, but she, because of circumstances, she had to it up pick it up and she aced it. That shows you the potential that we have. If given an opportunity, like we have it, we just have to continue to groom these people and let them keep playing together. Our bigs, I have no comment. They are doing what they came to do. In the Mali game, our defense was actually our defense from Uganda when we had the select team play the Gazelles. Yeah. Our offense was okay. Our defense was a disaster. I even told, I gave this feedback to the coach. I'm like, ah, no, 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 no. Like, we need to fix it. And to see that change from Mali Senegal. to Senegal. Yeah, that's crazy. Beast mode. This tells you we have it in us. We have it in us. We can. Like people saying, no, uh, we're not going very far in this tournament. The upset has shown people that these girls can. Like, don't even hold back. They have the urge to fight in them. We've all seen it. They have the skill set. They have the right energy. To see other people taking charge on court and just being leaders, not, not that... So we have a captain who is a leader. Yeah. And then when she's off the court, we have other people taking on that leadership bit and taking charge shows that we came here to take care of business. So the guards, we have some work to do, but we have the potential. Evelyn, um, we've not gotten to see her showcase what she has. We know what she can do. Um, Rita, we know what she can do. But like I said again, there's a strategy. We have trust to we have to trust the coaches. Um, so, if there's anything I would add, no, I, I I I I'm not saying I trust the strategy. I'm just saying the team is we have the right team. Fine. I think, like I said, if they gelled for more, be better. would be better. But so far, still so good. Yeah. If you are not Ugandan, which one would be your favorite team right now? Ah, 
Well, that's a tough one. Because the basketball I've watched this week, I've been switching between, okay, this is my fave. No, no, now this is my fave. But I love the Rwanda team. I agree. I agree. I love the Rwanda. If, if, if I'm not... It's just crazy. The, it's, yeah. it's, anyway, I don't know. Maybe I'm just passionate about young Okay. Blood and that that being the next generation, it's not always about this particular tournament, but it's about this. The they are going to be bad news in the next couple of years. They they're just not tall enough for Jenny. And 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 I mean, they got to play teams that were taller and bigger than them, but they outsmarted those teams. So they have it in them. They have discipline. I mean, their game with. Cote d'Ivoire. When people were watching them warm up, they were like, Bambi, this one. Yeah. They are going yeah. to kill them. That is it. That's what I had in mind. Exactly. Yeah. And when they came on court, they played beautiful. Inter- By the way, they play the most entertaining basketball in this. this. Yeah. I mean, that day they played, the first game they played, Gazelles had played before them, and someone told me, how can you tweet about Rwanda before your own country? And I was like, it's not even, it's just... It's the emotion you get when you're in that arena to see them. How entertaining and love, the gelling, the discipline. When they, when um, Cote d'Ivoire noticed that they were outsmarted by Rwanda, they decided to go aggressive on just violence <laughs> for lack of a better word like they just were fouling and playing harsh you know and these girls i remember seeing two of the girls that were off ball fouls you know had elbows to the lip to the down injuries swollen lip they don't even come back to shout insult or anything they get up and play for them their rhythm keeps on it is us, we are not going to talk back. We are going to perform. We are going to go and score. You know, uh, as, as women, we have... Culture here. Exactly. Culture. It is, come, yeah. let's go. For us, we have, other teams have that thing in them here. Actually, all the other teams. Huh. You give me a random elbow, I'm going to go. It's almost a fight. And they're holding you back. Randa. Yeah. And then besides that, they play beautiful transitional basketball. basketball. You want to watch them play. That is it. It's entertaining. It's it's just nice. It's a fresh breath of air. Like it's whatever, fresh. however far or wherever they stop in this journey, they're my favorites. I would watch them any day. I would they are lovely to watch. And even if they're still small and stuff, they are going to be that team to watch out for. In the next couple of years they are. When they've beefed up size and all that, the skill set is there. The discipline is there. They have it. Yeah, so that's my fave so after Uganda. Like a brief explanation. What's your experience like for this year's after basketball? Women, don't you get like, like generally the space, atmosphere? Amazing. Electric. Mouth-watering games back to back. You know. You have some work to do. Yeah. That's... You forget you have to go home soon. Like. <laughs> It is, I was, we were joking about this with a couple of Ugandans saying, I said, guys, after this week, it's going to be very difficult to find me at the YMCA. 
<laughs> because it feels like a downgrade of basketball. Like what we have watched. I mean, by the time Bal is introducing Bal for her, women, your, que- your question is being answered. Women's basketball has stepped up. Stepped up. We are having men filling up the arena to watch. Usually, all over the world, women's sports, nah, you do not have crowds. This place is filling up because there's quality basketball happening here. When I watched Afro Basket in Cameroon, this is different. It is, the teams I watch, they are here. Mali, Cameroon, Senegal, they are here. But it's a fresh breath. It's different. It's completely different. You don't want to miss a game. I mean, today's game is at 9 p.m. We are in the arena at 3. That's, that's so true. Like, you, you okay. can mean we don't have other things to yeah. do in Kigali. There are many I things to do. To but where are we here? Yeah. Even the male yeah. and the men are seeing quality basketball. That's okay. Like, we are going to be here until 11. That's to show you. It's electric. It's their mouth-watering games. You do not, they're upsets there. You don't even know what to expect. Like Guinea beat Angola. Who ever thought? So it's just upset after upset to show you it is not a walkover. It's not, you can't predict. Even as the Ugandans, New Senegal, however much we love our team, we are not winning that game. And we, and they proved us wrong. So everyone's talking about the Guinea game. Guinea has been that team. Every, every team has been beating. And then they beat, they reach Angola and they beat Angola. Like, this is to show you that no one, it, it's you can't predict. Yes. You don't even know who will win this now. There are upsets that's, happening, it's, and that's to show you that the game has grown. In Cameroon, you could predict in the first two days who are going to be the champs. Now you can't yeah. predict. I mean, and that is brilliant because that shows that the sport has grown. Yeah, the sport has grown. Ball is introducing ball for her. Why? Because... They're seeing it. The quality of women's basketball has stepped up. So, yeah. Now, um, you said that startup was skills. Sorry? The startup was skills for her. Your startup? Skills fear. Skills fear. Yeah. Then MIDA. Yeah. What does MIDA do? MIDA is a digital marketing agency. I started it in 2012. Are you branding sports? Uh, am I branding sports? What like because you... of that digital marketing? Oh, no. That's well... Why aren't you since you already saw them. If you see Who the really gazelles, the, 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 the people in there putting on gazelles basketball, that's me. But that's Think Inc. So Think Inc. is an apparel company, mine. Huh? Um, so, of course, I use my digital marketing skills to create the awareness. I'm, I am marketing Super the gazelles. Yeah. But the branding, all the black shirts you see in there with gazelles, basketball, that's me. With this African touch, that's me. So... So I happen to read Marketing's Uganda Connect. Yeah. This week the president has been launching a lab in, in Serbia. Okay. And it didn't go. It was a, my passport is held up somewhere at TLS. But one of the things that I to achieve is some sort of identity. You see what the London thing has, the jersey that has this in, and you see it. Yeah. So now that I see this, this is something we want to do. Yeah. With like just know the jerseys, the products, eh, whatever we're exporting so that someone can just steal the budget from Uganda. Correct. And I see already doing it. I don't know. Yeah, if if you walk in there, every shot you see with the gazelles basketball is me. With this African touch. 
as me because it's going to be continuous with some sort of identity. I feel like that's something big. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, I well, if 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 I'm already we're in talks with the management and staff to yeah to have an identity because Gazelle Silverback it needs to be a brand. Also, it is MIDA that designed the Gazelles and Silverbacks logo. It is me, my digital agency that designed the logo, ran the digital marketing for a while. So yes. So besides having other clients and stuff, the fact that the CEO has passion for basketball, I also said we need to apply the same what uh, marketing. The future of digital marketing and AI now. It is it is the future. We have to embrace it. I mean, just what is happening with someone tweeted the other day and said you can think it's only the gazelles right now. Like when you open your Twitter, you all you see is yet we also have the netball shigwe. Yes. Who are it's interesting. Yeah, yes, but yes, yes. There's, there's the strength of the gazelles. Exactly. And why is that so digital? How many people are in here? How many people are in here tweeting their experience, taking pictures on that backdrop and tweeting their experience and saying, let's go UG and coming up with all these different content strategies. Let's um, have our wallpapers with gazelles and everyone is talking about the gazelles right now. So if you're not embracing digital, I don't know what you're doing because that's what's going to make decisions. You know, we're having the minister starting to tweet and see all these things because they're seeing all that's going on on I social like media. Big, or whenever they just get into it almost nowhere. Sorry? I always feel like they're being very hypocritical when they just come and attach themselves to the brand. I'm not even going to get involved in that conversation <laughs> because we'd need another day. <laughs> right. Anyway, as we conclude this, the noise is getting up. What yeah. legacy, what sort of legacy are you trying to leave ahead? One that has contributed to empowering young people. Um, how do I put nurturing young people to succeed as 360 degree individuals? Mm. That's the legacy. I'm passionate about youth empowerment, but in the context of a mix of different skills. Because, like I said, one thing may not go your way. In this case, sports or that journey may end, but where does that take you? Does that mean your life ends? We're now dealing with mental well-being, where I'm sure they've, I've read so many stories of soccer players that were bad news, paid lots of money, and then they end up in depression. Yeah, that's so much. Our one divorce goes wrong and that's it. And that's it. We have to prepare. My job right now, and I feel like it's my purpose because I'm passionate about young people, is we don't want them to get to that point. Skill them now, nurture them now, and let them fly with those skills. I was filled the same way with A1 Challenge. So I have to pass the baton on to the young people. Yeah? So for me, that's my legacy, that there will be stats or numbers of people who... I have, I'm happy to have empowered that have carried on that and it has a ripple effect because if you're empowered, you're going to empower others. Yes. And that person is going to empower others. Yes. So while we love sports, we shouldn't leave it without having empowered some people. 
when we do that, when I do that, my work is done. Thank you, Father. Thank you so much for having me. Unless there's something you feel like we need to hit on that we have not. I think we've been really We've touched everything. And thank you so much for having me. Yeah. And uh, I hope we can continue to use such platforms as yours to talk about things that yeah, yeah. impact Some, someone will listen. Someone or impact the game of basketball or sports as general in our country because we have the potential, we have the skill set. We just have a few things to fix here and there. And it needs all of us, not just the government, but the media, the fans, all key stakeholders to come together, put our heads together and make it work. All right. Thank yeah. you.